2: now
3: You know, there are some moments being on the Internet dot com like I am where I think the Internet is a mistake. Where I think the internet has shown us too much of humanity and we can never undo the damage that was done by the internet's creation and proliferation throughout this country. However, the internet is more like the pagan god of the harvest in that some years he giveth and some years he taketh. And in this year, in this moment, in this time, the pagan god of the internet harvest has given us some absolute gold, and that is Lance from... From the surfs appearing on Timcast IRL. Now, I want to give credit where credit is due to Tim Pool for having this show happen. I really appreciated it. It was absolutely funny. A lot of people are giving Lance credit for appearing, but no, you don't get credit for appearing on a show that is like a hundred times bigger than your show and getting all that exposure. It makes a hundred percent sense for you to appear. And I do appreciate his poor performance. Don't get me wrong. But the idea that he did anything brave or whatever by getting more exposure for himself is just not the case. And this was an absolute mess in every possible way, but in the good ways more than the bad ways. Look, I've done videos about the serfs, I've done a debate with the serfs, and in no way, shape, or form has he ever impressed me at all with his argumentation, except for how bad you can possibly be on the internet. And this was no exception. This was a Lance in rare, awful form on every topic that he addressed. And we're going to get into it. We're going to do a deep dive into it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to laugh about it. We're going to celebrate it. But first, this video is sponsored. So let me chuck it to the sponsor. Look at the energy in that chuck. Then we'll bring it back over here and we'll talk about it on the other side. Celebrities in 2023 are getting on the latest, most trendiest diet. And guess what? It's called Keto 2.0. Keto 2.0, a essentially works by utilizing some of the principles of the keto diet without all of the restrictions and whatnot associated with it. And one of the best ways you can start your keto 2.0 journey is going over to KetoWithJustice.com, getting this Vondava Keto Powder for yourself, and you could try it for a 60-day money-back guarantee, 51% off. But wait, there's more. If you order this month, you will get a PDF for free called the 14 most ketogenic foods. And on top of that, we're going to throw in the VIP and fitness coaching for those of you who go and click the link in the description of this video. Can't beat that deal. Elevate your ketones. Try this powder. 51% off keto with Dot com. Uh, I am a
6: leftist commentator. I do uh, politics comedy from a dumpster fire perspective, and uh, I have opinions and sometimes people like to hear those opinions and then they tune in to listen to them.
3: So this whole conversation can be broken up into three different portions and I'm going to try to cover them all but I highly recommend highly recommend you watch the whole thing on Tim Cass IRL's channel because it is worth it and there is no way I'm going to touch on absolutely every moment of embarrassing display from Lance throughout this segment Also, gotta give credit to Tim Pool for pushing back against Lance, for trapping him in a bunch of different instances. A lot of people like to call Tim Pool this crazy fence-sitter, but as somebody who's actually argued with him off-camera, he does have firm positions that he actually believes in. They just happen to be more centrist overall than a lot of people on the right would tend to like, but he does hold his ground, and he actually has shown when he's had lefties like Hunter Avalon, and now the Serfs, that he is willing to push back against them. Also, credit to Sheamus, didn't speak a lot throughout the course of this whole episode, but every time he did speak, he added value, and double credit to Sheamus, because I was kind of harassing him during the course of this in the DMs, which I apologize for. I'm sorry, please don't make me a villain at a Freedom Dudes. I'm really, really sorry. Attempted murder. Yeah,
6: exactly. Especially if they die. So that's horrible. No one's going to be on the other side of that argument. But in terms of like the guy who just got killed isn't, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, doesn't in self-defense, the por- like the proportionality of what you're doing has to be in response to the actual aggressive actions of the person, right? It has to be proportional? Is, sure, is, that, yeah. is that correct? So you feel in your mind that it was a proportional response for him to choke him out to death in that situation because
5: he was going to become such a threat you're, to the person who choked him out. You made a big leap right there. Which, what, what's the leap? The in, you're, you're, you're ascribing intent to the Marine to, to kill.
3: Now, the first section of this was actually related to what's going on in New York City with the homeless person who is threatening and menacing other other people on the train and the fact that a former Marine along with other people, but what people are primarily focusing on is a former Marine who was a white person, put him in a chokehold. And then he ultimately ended up dying from the restraint. And what I learned about this is that Lance does not understand self-defense or what proportional force means, and I gotta give credit to Ian on this one, because he actually said a thing that I was itching to say throughout the course of this conversation. But first, let's play some of Lance's Lanceism.
6: No, I'm not describing intent. So, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing the results. This is what happened. The guy's dead. He's dead, right? Results, results
5: are right. material to the proportionality of action. So the proportionality of action in your mind was justified to what he was doing. His actual action. He, he helped the, the guy on the ground while he said call 911. And 9-1-1. killed him and but, but, him but until see, he died. You're, you're doing it again. No, you keep right. saying I'm doing it again. I'm saying this yeah, is
6: are, the end results. I'm not saying this is what he meant to do. So, Maybe he didn't. I don't know. I don't know what's in his heart, right, neither right. do you. None of us so, know what so, he meant to do. That yes, day when he woke absolutely. up. Absolutely.
5: Right? If someone is threatening other people, you are allowed to subdue that. And yes. that would be like an involuntary manslaughter. So No, no. But this is what happened. It's to the point of death. So you have to. So, it's not criminal. It's I'm not saying
6: he intended to kill him. That's a difference, right? But if he ended up dying as a result of that, was that proportional? Yes.
3: He needed to be killed. No. Or he could killed someone. Hold on.
5: Stop that. You can't. You keep trying to say needed to be. No. 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 But that's no. what happened. That's the, the end
3: So if I were going to break down Lance's argument in this portion of the conversation to an actual point of an argument, what he's essentially saying is that it is automatically deadly force if, as a result of that force, somebody dies, which might sound, if you're not somebody who's used to thinking about legal issues, like a logical proposition on its face, but in reality, it is just not that good of an argument despite the fact that Lance repeats it over and over and over again. Why so why would was so saying it
6: needed to be killed? Because what he did to him, killed? his chokeout, ended up with a guy dying. So uh, that was the right. end result. So his proportional response to what he thought was a threat was that, I'm going to choke him out, I'm not trying to kill him, but I'm going to choke him out, whether or not he dies is going to be something that we're just going to remain to be on the cards, right? This is chance. We'll leave it up the chance. So, so, you are making a huge leap right there. There's no hey, leap, Tim. Yeah, what he's you, doing you are, is yes. that proportional. It's choking someone with the possibility of death. With the possibility yes, of death.
3: Is. Now, I will do my own specific dive into this specific case later on in a separate video, but essentially, what was put forward by Tim was accurate. This is a guy who reportedly, according to about 30 different witnesses that were initially on the train, got on, started threatening a bunch of people, was met them and then eventually when he seemed to be out of control he was restrained by passengers as a complication from that restraint he ended up dying and the argument is that the people who were doing the restraining were acting in self-defense and or defense of others thus they are justified however if someone is threatening harm against another person and three people find it
5: reasonable to subdue him And the person dies, that person was in the process of committing a crime. If you lose your life in the process of committing a crime, I'm not going to blame the victims for this, right? Would you blame the victims for this? When you're saying victims, you mean the people who killed him? The people who are being attacked.
3: Now, it is quite notable that the person who ended up putting him in the chokehold was not initially arrested by the NYPD. Remember, New York has very weak self-defense laws. You're typically automatically going to be arrested in an instance like this if you get any indication that this person acted improperly. But with 30 witnesses on the train, more witnesses on the platform, and with the video that's going viral that I can't show you because I'll get age-restricted, one of the things that is completely absent, if you notice, is anybody in the crowd, similar to the George Floyd video, trying to shout out at the people doing the restraining that they're doing something wrong. Everybody seemed on board with this because they have the context of this person screaming, threatening, and menacing them. But the issue here is whether or not the force utilized was justified against the threat that was presented, or whether or not it was proportional. And in reality, it definitely is. And for you to understand this, just think about it like this. If somebody punched you in the face, which, by the way, was brought up by Ian Crossland in this clip right here. this Regarding this dude that choked the guy out, I think what's going to come up is, was it, was it
5: adequate force or was it too much? And I feel like if he had punched the guy in, directly in the face, mm-hmm. that would have been worse. Because although, it, like if they got no fist fight, because he could have fallen backward and hit his head. At least this, he was in control of the guy's body. It's it's really sad that the guy died, but I feel like this was like a very low level amount of force to apply.
3: And you punch that person back, you are using proportional force, physical force against physical force. However, if your punch back, which is totally justified in terms of self-defense, ends up hitting him in a weird way, or he falls and hits the ground and ends up dying, then that does not make your punch disproportionate, therefore deadly force in terms of the law. So that does not mean just because the outcome outcome resulted in a death that you were using force likely to be considered deadly force. And the way that deadly force is defined varies based on the states, but typically it is force likely to cause death, typically with a weapon or whatever. So what I'm saying is that the Marine had the right to restrain this person if he is acting as the witnesses are indicating that he was acting. However, he did not have the right to use a weapon or anything like that, which he did not, which is why initially he wasn't charged. Now, I think he will eventually be charged due to political pressure, sure but that's why he wasn't initially charged
5: something happened that resulted in three new york people who are likely not conservatives to decide this man must be subdued yeah. three people yeah. So so when it comes to the idea of proportionality, I'm like, if three New Yorkers of all people were like, this guy's got to be stopped, which
3: is incredibly stupid, because remember, it is not about the outcome. It's not about the end result. It's about the proportion of the force that was used. And we actually highlighted this in a specific case where a shoplifter punched somebody in a store and the store owner pulled out a gun, thus escalating a physical force situation to a deadly force situation and how it made sense legally to charge that shop worker with a homicide in that instance because the force initiated wasn't proportional. But if that person did not end up killing him and he just fired shots, he would have also been charged with attempted murder. If this Marine would have fired shots on this guy and they would have missed him completely, he would have been charged with attempted murder because, again, it's about the proportionality of the force that is used, not about the end result. And in this case, we have somebody using physical restraint to deal with a physical threat. Somebody who's threat threatening multiple different passengers on the train
6: if this is a problem that genuinely concerns you why isn't it something that you would frame and want to advocate for more resources for mental health access and, and, and bring that up on a regular basis and we i'm not saying do. and i'm no. sure I know, okay hold on tim i'm sure you've done it before i'm sure you've had specials before lot. i'm what we do it a lot okay Why isn't that the focus? Why why isn't today? Hey, by the way, everybody, this horrifying tragedy happened on the New York subway. We got to talk about this. Here's here's our angle. Our angle is we need to invest in mental health. We need to invest in giving access to public health care for
3: Americans. Now, there's also a weird pivot from Lance to people die in jail and all these other things and how we have to invest, a.k.a. spend a bunch of money on mental health care in order to solve these problems. And I wish at this point in time Tim or Seamus or Ian would have brought up the fact that this guy was arrested over 40 different times. Some of these arrests were serious charges. We have an attempted kidnapping which he was able to plead to a much lesser charge. That was a kidnapping of a 7-year-old, by the way. We have assault of an elderly person and other assaults and some videos have come out of other assaults that this person committed, yet he was released time and time again. If not for the soft on crime positions in New York, if not for soft on crime district attorney alvin bragg this person likely would have been in jail thus he would have never been on the train thus he would have been alive so this is an instance where soft on crime meant to benefit the criminal led to the death of the criminal
6: i've listened to your debates on pro-choice though. you're pro-choice from a timpool's perspective i I'm would say choice
5: from a traditional liberal perspective as it's as but traditional not, not from been.
6: what people who would define themselves as pro-choice would say right like you concentrate very heavily right, on listen. on the ninth month abortions and baby guillotines and stuff like that like what yeah yeah you, i remember watching you debate baby about about, yeah okay so baby guillotines is my own personal interpretation and joke of it but you were talking about how women uh, how how like disgusted you are that women may have an abortion in the ninth month right or, or even a viable baby of, of a viable baby that and, could and quit. i i wanted to scream at that time being like women who have abortions in the ninth month they're not doing that because they got bored or all of a sudden they're like oh i don't care anymore they do that because it's a f-ing tragedy like statistically women who are getting abortions in the ninth month it's because there's a medical complication that could kill them false that's, that's why they have to do it what do false you mean argument. False, false, that, that's, that's said, the real world i already said
5: viable I, try again what are you talking about, Jim? I'm, I already said abortion I, okay. of viable fetuses oh at nine God, months. This is ridiculous. Do you know so, you what know viable means? Yes. yes it, it means it, the baby can survive by itself without medical complications. Absolutely. And Why legalize women, and abortion and the, of viable fetuses at nine months when the baby could just be delivered? Women are not
6: getting abortions at the ninth month for pleasure or because they want to suddenly do it for kicks. No, that doesn't happen. Why it's legalize? a tragedy. It's Why a legalize? tragedy Why of the heist. It? Because, it? because there are medical operations that could kill the mother and they need to get an
3: abortion. Now, the next portion of this conversation is the abortion portion of the combo, And one of the things that I absolutely absolutely... absolutely love about this is that essentially Lance starts off ...by trying to cut off the extreme examples, which are the late-term abortions, which represent a small percentage of abortions overall. It's something like around 1%, and even though they get into the specific numbers of how many instances there are of that in the country overall... ...it is smart to cut out extreme examples, so that way you can narrow the scope of the conversation, so you can actually break down your position. And by the way, this would have been a really good point to find some agreement with Tim Pool... Because Tim Pool is pro-choice, it's just he's pro-choice towards a reasonable limit, a limit like a 90s Democrat, not like these radical progressives. However, Lance setting it up this way, talking about how that's just an extreme case and he doesn't want to talk about that, he calls it baby guillotines and all that, then, insanely... Says that he's in favor of abortion up to the second before the baby is born.
5: So the baby could survive on its own, and the mother is legally now allowed to just end its life.
3: She has
6: the right if she wanted to. You're saying so in Colorado? And I'm, it's not I, a trick question.
0: You're no, I know, to I know, that. but I,
6: but I'm asking, but I'm asking you because you're the one who brought this up. I don't know what Colorado specific law says. So if you were saying that in Colorado. Women have the ability at nine months to get to have an abortion for any reason. They, they can just decide the door. Yeah. Okay, I think they should have the right to do that. But the stats show that they're not doing that. But they should have a legal right to do that. Yes, it's their body, it's the, their the,
3: choice. The, of course. Why are you this dumb, Lance? Why are you this stupid? Obviously, at that point in time, we are past the viability standard. And we're talking about a second before birth. And obviously you shouldn't permit abortions there. Now, Lance tries to weasel around this. He does these techniques that I've seen him do multiple different times. Like, for instance, a hypothetical is posed to him about this and he tries to refuse to engage with the hypothetical in two stupid ways. I'm going to play the clip for you so that you can hear it. No, 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 or, no I said not,
5: enough. not a medical reason. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Should she have a, the ability to have an abortion
6: for any reason? Yes. At nine months. At nine months. I would say at nine months because it only happens according to the stats based on uh, complete medical necessity. She has a right to do it. No, 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 no,
5: she no, no, no on, 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 on! Colorado legalized abortion up to nine months with no medical reason required.
3: Do you agree? with I I agree I agree with that decision. So the hypothetical being proposed to Lance right here is clearly and obviously asking him specifically about elective abortions up to the moment of birth. And Lance tries to weasel around that answer because he knows he's about to display an absolutely insane position that he's in favor of this by saying, well... Even though your hypothetical is this, since statistically these are medically necessary, I'm going to say yes, because statistically, there's statistics something different. We've trying to say I'm talking about something different. Now, this is a really dumb retort for a number of reasons, but I think a hypothetical would actually exemplify why this is such a bad answer so that you can understand it, and honestly, why it might actually be a hate crime against the intellectually disabled to pose a hypothetical question to Lance. Because if you were to ask, me, for instance, if I were in favor of mass executions in the United States of America. And rather than giving you a yes or no answer to that question, I said, statistically, in the United States of America, when we execute criminals, we actually execute them one at a time. I would not have engaged with your hypothetical in any intellectual way. That's exactly, precisely what Lance was doing in that scenario, and I give credit to Tim and the rest of the team for holding his feet to the fire on that question and making him answer and making him reveal that he is, in fact, in favor of it. Now, when that ends up happening, Lance retreats to weak position number two, which is talking about how he's personally not going to be in favor of it. But he wouldn't make it illegal. I think that women should have the right to decide what they do and have bodily autonomy over their
6: own body. We're not talking about her body. We're talking. It about, is her body. Of we're talking about it is, at nine months, even if it's still inside. Her, it's still her body, even if it's a viable. But we're baby, talking it's still about her body. The
5: removal of the baby. Yes, the forceful removal of the baby or forceful. So she chooses to have that. She. The woman the right. says the baby must be removed from my body. Why kill the baby if they're removing it? I don't think they should
6: do that. I would. I would. But if if they asked possible. me, if they asked me, Lens, should I do this? I would say no. But she should have a right. Yes, of
5: course, it's her body still. No, no that, that no, no, doesn't no, listen, stop. Listen So like the woman is pregnant, the baby is viable and capable of surviving on its own. And she says before it hits, before it breaches oxygen, kill it. You think that should be allowed? This is, again, the baby guillotines. This is why I brought that but, up. But but, it, but a weird scenario. This doesn't happen. This is not the real it, world. But it does. When? And if the argument is that it doesn't happen enough for you to care, that's fine. You're allowed to believe that. Sure. What I don't understand is it seems like you your position is a rather shock position where you recognize there is something inherently wrong with taking the life of a baby that could survive on its own, but you also rec- but I, you're also taking the tribal position of women should be allowed to do it anyway
6: no 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 if you were to ask me tim hey lance do you think it's a good idea if this woman who's nine months pregnant suddenly she got bored with the pregnancy she doesn't want to have it anymore but the baby's viable do you think that's a good thing to do or i would be like no of course then not ma- then yeah. why should it be allowed because it's still her right it's still her body but bodily baby, autonomy doesn't stop baby, at my morality tim it's not my removed, choice right? it's not my yes but that's not why my choice kill it?
3: again anytime we're having political discussions anytime we're having a conversation about policy nobody cares about your personal position nobody cares about what you feel in your itty bitty baby heart what we want to know is what you support in terms of policy. Again, here's another analogy that exemplifies this point. If you asked me if I were in favor of gay marriage and I responded to you, uh, not personally because I'm straight, I would never marry a dude, That does not answer your question. That does not give you any insight into my policy preference on this specific issue. That is just a garbage sentence that doesn't have anything to do with anything and does not actually enrich the conversation. It's a weaselly tactic. Lance does this all the time so he doesn't have to bite the bullet on his crazy positions. However, I will give credit to everybody on staff for pressing him over and over again so that he can say a bunch of absurd things. That's her choice not mine why
5: kill the baby ask her so, ask her okay so my, my point is simply this you don't need to be shocked by it you are allowed to have that moral position i think most people in america would, would prescribe that to be uh would, would ascribe evil to that sure the, the, but uh, that's the your, idea you can describe you would, evil to whatever you want that's up to you that's your choice the, the idea that you would say doesn't mean that she a woman wants the baby removed mm-hmm. and then in the process instead of letting the baby live remove it but kill it right mm-hmm. There's no reason to do that. There's no. You can give the baby up for adoption. You can drop the baby off on the, on the doorstep of a I, post office. I agree with you. I'm not. So, I'm, I'm not. So why that. legalize? Even if it's one, one. Why legalize? You see, this
3: is the crazy B- thing.
6: Her autonomy should
5: not be cut off based on your morality because you don't
6: think that idea is good. You don't like but it. But the baby that's, that's not body.
3: So right here, Tim is saying, "Listen, after the baby's viable at nine months, eight and a half months, it doesn't matter." And by the way. Funny note, Lance doesn't know whether or not a baby could survive outside the womb after eight and a half months. I I completely
5: agree. I'm against forced birth, just like you. Except my difference is that if the baby's at eight months and can survive, they can take the baby out as if they would have an abortion, but not kill it in the process. If it's a viable at eight months? Is it it
6: viable? Yes, it is. Yes, it is viable at eight months, uh, Do There there have been babies after 20 weeks. Again,
3: Lance, just stunningly ignorant on everything he talks about, period, point blank. Everyone knows that a baby can survive outside of the womb at eight and a half months and significantly earlier than eight and a half months. But whatever. That's not the issue at hand. Oh, Your exactly. whole position yeah. is
5: that women have a right to kill the baby even if they end the pregnancy. L- and there's no logic there.
6: The, the logic is that I don't think you you agree with forced birth at a point. How? I, I, how at eight I months? At eight months, Tim Poole thinks forced birth is and cool and poggy. Stop making I, that I, stupid bullshit. Dude. But I I, 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 No, 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 that, no, no hold, hold, hold on. That, on. That, that, that's no, no, what no, this is. No, no no, this no, 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 bro, bro, bro. bro, bro it's 100%, no, no, 100%, no. 100% forced no. birth. Nonsense
5: no. no. statement because I already said I agree with you. No, woman, no, no, you A you agree woman with should be able to end her pregnancy whenever she wants. A woman could end her pregnancy whenever she wants. Say it. Tim Poole said a woman can end her pregnancy whenever she wants.
3: Yeah,
0: I and
6: getting her
0: both ending a pregnancy.
3: But more importantly, what Tim is saying is that he's not in favor of forcing a woman to carry a baby to term. And Tim is pro-choice up until the point of viability, which, by the way, we can have an interesting discussion about how viability actually varies depending on circumstance. And we're always advancing technology to make infants inside the womb survivable outside the womb earlier and earlier. So that's actually not as solid of a standard as people tend to portray. But at least you can understand the argument around that. And Tim is saying, okay, you can get rid of the baby at 8 months, at 7 months, at 9 months, whatever but you don't have to kill it. You can take it out, we put it in an incubator and we try to keep that baby alive. You're in favor of that, right Lance?
5: Make up something <laughs> fake. Tim Poole agrees with forced birth is a false statement. You're lying. I have already said, I believe that women have a right to terminate their pregnancy at to a certain months, amount of time. At 8 months? You then, no, I didn't. That's the, yes, you no, just I said didn't. that
6: You're, well, if the baby is viable, that she shouldn't have the right to be able to terminate it.
3: Of course, Lance says no and then he starts accusing Tim over and over And over again of supposedly being in favor of forcing a woman to give birth, which, by the way, if you don't do anything, if you don't assist a woman, then she will naturally 99% of the time, 90% of the time. I don't know what the rate of defaulting pregnancies actually are in the natural world will eventually give birth, but that's forcing a woman to give birth. But if you do a surgical intervention to remove the baby from the womb, but you don't kill the baby during the process of said removal, that is also forcing a woman to give birth. So Lance is just in favor of abortion. He says it's up to the woman, again, up to the moment of birth, which is just an asinine position. And I find it interesting that a lot of these lefties seem to be so obsessed with abortion in the United States of America, because we had the versus wade standard which essentially capped any state from making a law to 20 to 24 weeks which is actually quite extreme compared to the rest of the world now i've shown a chart of europe time and time again on this channel and i talked about how europe has settled in and around 12 to 15 weeks but a lot of western countries as you can see are actually earlier on this chart than the united states traditionally was yet we never hear criticism from lance or members of the left on Europeans restrictive abortion policies. Again, Lance is saying that he's in favor of abortion up to the moment of birth elective without medical conditions. Even if he says the majority of them are medically necessary, he's saying they don't need to be medically necessary, but he always focuses on the United States of America. He has criticized things like the 15 week cap in Florida, which was signed by Ron DeSantis because, oh my God, Republicans are violating a woman's right to choose, even though that 15 week cap initially signed by by DeSantis, I know they're working on a six-week cap right now, was much longer than many of our Western European counterparts. I think a lot of people in the United States of America don't understand that this issue is not an issue at the level of a constitutional right, in almost any other place in the world. It's something that's typically worked out by the legislature. And typically, when you actually have this not through the Supreme Court imposed on all the states, thus creating an angry pro-life movement to fight back over the course of 50 years, what ends up happening is that the legislature works it out over time and you end up somewhere in and around 10 to 15 weeks, 10 to 12 weeks, depending on the country. So this is just something that is not talked about in this guard anywhere else but the united states of america but again if you're lance canadian by the way who's going to take the position that it is your natural bodily autonomy right to kill a baby one second before it's born inside the womb you would think he would have been aiming his ire for.
2: Order now.
1: fighterflare.com. FighterFlare.com.
3: For the longest time, especially before Roe versus Wade was overturned to all these countries with much weaker abortion protections or abortion rights, as he would call them, than the United States. Yet he never does. Again, it's just somebody diving in and he's Canadian to cultural issues, to political issues that should not concern him without any regard to how they appear in the rest of the world. He doesn't pay attention to that. He doesn't care about that. I mean, even Canada doesn't have a national limit, but they had a cutoff somewhere in and around where Roe versus Wade had it. That is done on the provincial level. And Lance never talks about how Canada needs to allow abortions up to the second before somebody was born. Well, There's wait, a wait, wait, child wait,
5: wait, wait, inside wait, wait, her. Hold body. on, hold yeah, on, 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 on. What about this? meth?
3: Uh,
6: like, should she be allowed to do meth? Yeah. Uh, I think if someone is doing meth while they're pregnant, that it is completely acceptable for something like... Uh, I don't know the name of the services in the United States. Child services? Child services would be. Yeah. Oh, it's her body, though. Yeah, it's her body. If she wants to do meth. What's the big deal? Uh, the big deal is that it's, she's intentionally trying to kill a child.
3: Now, this closes out with this amazing trap laid by Tim Poole where he asks Lance if he's in favor of pregnant mothers smoking meth. And Lance says that he's not in favor of that because the mother's trying to kill the baby and he's against that. But again, this is after Lance said that it's okay to kill the baby one second before it's born. Oh, so that would be. Oh, yeah. wait, 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 wait. It's her body,
5: though.
6: Yeah,
3: it's her body. If she wants
6: to do meth. What's the big deal? Uh, the big deal is that it's she's intentionally
3: trying to kill a child. Well, hold on there a minute. Yeah, I, I see where we're going. Lance, if you would have seen where he was going with that, you would not have walked into that obvious trap. But you
6: are, you profess to be kind of like fact based, science based, right? Yeah. Like, like you pull up, I've, I've noticed you want to pull up stats and figures and stuff like that. Of course. Why is it that you push propaganda when it comes to trans people? Like what? That is so far beyond the pale. Like what? Okay, let's start with gender-affirming care. Now look,
3: I am breezing past huge portions, huge swaths of this conversation because I want you to watch it in its full context. I remember when I was listening to it live, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna listen for 10 minutes, then I'm gonna let it go and go do my editing or whatever. And I ended up listening to the whole conversation, which went over time because it was so unbelievably hilarious. But the third topic was the transist topic. And I really wanna focus on just a few things in this topic because I want you to get the full breadth of the conversation. But one of the things I really want to harp on is the discussion around puberty blockers, underage transes, and Lance dodging around the topic that was actually presented to him in one of the weaselly ways that I tend to see lefties like this often do.
6: Okay. Yeah, yeah, we shouldn't be uh, giving Lupron to kids. So you don't think you should give Lupron to kids? Why, why don't you want
5: Lupron being given to trans kids? To because it's a a, a puberty blocker that inhibits the natural function and development of their body. And more importantly, I think my view is uh, built upon what we've seen out of Europe already, right? So earlier on, maybe a few years ago, I was more agnostic on the issue until Sweden, Denmark, Finland abandoned this, and the Tavistock Center got got shut down. Mm -hmm. And the data they released said, this actually caused more harm than good. And then I was like, well, okay, hey, how about that? And for some reason, the United States, they're still hell-bent on moving forward with what we can already see from, you know, better countries with better healthcare
3: systems saying no to this, right? Now, Tim presents the position that he is not in favor of puberty blockers. By the way, this is a position that I agree with. Unless you're talking about precocious puberty, what these were actually designed to deal with, I don't think that these are a smart thing to do in terms of dealing with transgenderism for a number of reasons. And even if you're somebody who's pro-transgenderism, it's also not the most practical thing to do, especially when you're talking about males that intend on transitioning to females because what we find out is that puberty blockers administered to young boys actually stunt the growth of the male genitalia and thus don't leave you enough material if you wanted to do what is referred to as bottom surgery in the future and this leads to multiple different complications. There was a report of somebody who actually died recently because they had to try to use material from the colon. Again, I'm not trying to disgust you. It's a medical conversation we're trying to have right now. Now at this moment so everybody be mature and that actually would not have been needed if not for the stunting of the male genitalia so i actually think there's arguments to be made even if you're in favor of the transes against using puberty blockers at this level however this is not the key reason why i'm not in favor of it I'm, 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 I'm,
5: my, my position is more just like I don't know, man like social therapy stuff uh they say that uh, after puberty, desistance rates are between 60, 65 and like ninety-two percent. Okay, So that's completely false. I, 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 and I I'll mean, get to that. We have to do this. We have, to do, oh, this on, bro. We have to do this piece by piece first. Okay. Oh, let's well, let's, let's let's get let's get through loop. Hey, first. I just I just proved you wrong. Uh, studies Staying show uh, 10 by ten follow-up rate. studies found dissidence of sixty-one to ninety-eight percent.
3: So when we're talking about transizisms and related topics, it's actually quite difficult to diagnose properly, depending on the age of the subject. So if you have somebody who is prepubescent. We have no way of telling whether or not they're actually suffering from a form of dysphoria, which is more commonly associated with somebody who's going to eventually transes to the opposite gender or if they're dealing with a standard gender confusion. And this is why Tim Bull brings up desistence rates. Sure, of course.
5: Adolescence is a crucial time for identity and psychosexual development in young people with gender identity concerns. The outcomes of GDC have been discussed in terms with its per- of its persistence and desistance. For most children with GDC, whether GD will persist or desist will probably be determined between the ages of 10 and 13 years, although some
3: may need more time. Now, I want to make it a 100% clear for those of you who are in the back. I am talking about, at this point in time, desistence not Detransition De- This is when you have feelings that you are the opposite gender, but naturally, over time, you kind of grow out of them. This is more like you were in a phase, and then you got over that phase. Now, it turns out the deadline for when most people are going to either continue those feelings, and that's going to be a diagnosable form of dysmorphia or dysphoria, whatever they call it these days— or they're going to desist, is when they hit puberty. Now, this makes a lot of sense. Your body changes, your brain changes, you start developing into an adult, your reproductive system starts developing. So this is going to give you a better idea of who you are going forward. Now, if you put somebody on puberty blockers, what you end up doing is preventing them from hitting the point where it's absolutely crucial that they make the decision on whether or not they're going to desist or not. And this is not something that's marginal or something that's rare. It turns out that... Varying studies show different numbers. Something like 70 to 95% of kids when they hit puberty end up in the desistance category. Not detransition, desistance. Because again, they have not yet started the transition. Maybe they did some social transition where they were wearing dresses or whatever. Point being, when they hit puberty, they end up going back to the sex that they were born. Because again, most of this is biological and puberty is quite formative. Now, if you put people on on puberty blockers by its very nature. You prevent them from going to that point where they would have either desisted or dot desisted. Then you put them on cross-sex hormones. And thus that is going to lead to a lot of people later regretting it that would not have done so had you actually let them go through their natural puberty. And considering that these are also experimental for treating gender dysphoria, this is also a problem. And this is one of the reasons why I think it shouldn't even be a debate on whether or not we're going to use the blockers to treat pre-pubescent kids. Whatever side you're on in terms of this issue, it makes the procedures in the future more difficult, as I talked about earlier, to put them on puberty blockers earlier. It also increases the false positives because they never go through puberty, which is, again, when most of these kids are going to realize that they're just normal and they're not transes. And if you're against it, it's an experimental thing that you're doing to kids that may have negative impacts on their bones. Are all kinds of different negative impacts, and it does not seem worth it, especially if in the future they're going to further themselves down this path of irreversible problems. On top of that, not letting somebody go through their natural puberty is going to lead to their sterilization. I don't think we should allow parents and doctors to sterilize children at ages 11 to 13. That doesn't make any sense to me and it shouldn't make any sense to you. Just think about it like this. If a 13-year-old said they had absolutely no issues with their biological sex but they decided that they didn't want to have kids and that doctor removed reproductive organs from them, we would Obviously be livid at that doctor. He would be sued for malpractice into oblivion. And we would make sure that if the laws didn't cover banning that we would pass new laws to make sure that definitely was a criminal offense. However, Lance ends up doing a couple of things. First of all, he's in favor of the sterilization of children as we're going to talk about a little bit later but he also tries to pivot the issue and Seamus ends up catching him on this to detransitioning not desistance. Remember Tim brought up desistance. I talked about desistance. Detransitioning is when you go through the process of transition and then you come back and he specifically Specifically, if you listen to what he's saying, is referring to people who go through the medical transition and then come back. Cornell University. I'm
5: not, me- I'm not going to Breitbart for my source on desistance, okay? Sounds good. Cornell University did what's, a meta-study. What Let me. They, what's, they, what is it? Okay, Cornell
6: University did a meta-study on 55 Can different I studies. Can yeah, I just start looking up Cornell University meta-study on detransition. On 55 Cornel- different studies on detransitioning that other- people detransitioned at a rate of less than 4%.
3: I just want to flag that desistance and detransitioning are two different things. Now, while all detransitioners do fall under the category of people who desist from their gender dysphoria at some point in time, it's important to understand that desistance is orders of magnitude larger than detransitioning. And, if you think about it logically, we have not been giving children puberty blockers en masse in the United States of America for any extended period of time. So most of the people who are going through this transition do so after they go through puberty. So again, this is the category that already has the 90 something percent of people who desisted removed from that category. After they're adults, they have these procedures. So they're more equipped to determine whether or not they want to have these cosmetic procedures when they're adults than when they're children. What Lance is trying to do is saying that because these adults had these cosmetic procedures at some point in time in the future and very few percentage of them end up going back on those cosmetic procedures after they made those decisions as adults. Therefore, we should be perfectly fine putting children on puberty blockers, which, again, just does not follow. It's not a logical position. On top of that, he cites a bunch of different European countries. And what we find out is that a bunch of these nations are actually suspending the use of puberty blockers for reasons that I've outlined earlier about desistance, about the negative impacts, even if they want to transition in the future, and about the negative health consequences associated with using a treatment for precocious puberty in order to deal with gender transition issues. Now Lance has no retort to any of this. This is why he constantly deflects and then he does drive-by citations of different studies but I will point out there's one point where Seamus really nails him to the wall and this is on the people who are labeled sometimes trans disabled but they have a body dysmorphia and even though they get amputations which are procedures that we've been doing in human history throughout all of human history, amputating somebody's arm and or leg because they want to be a cripple is not something that we would determine to be a good thing in our society. There is a product
6: that is FDA approved for use with children that is a puberty blocker and it has been used for a long time for generations and decades. It's Lupron. It was just being what? done. No, but for that's six for an kids. entirely different reason. That's for an entirely for different reason. So to say we want to prevent, is
7: to say we want to prevent a child from undergoing early onset puberty so that they can develop at a normal, healthy rate is entirely old different. Old is it is entirely different from saying we're going to administer puberty blockers because this child fears feels they're a member of the opposite sex. But that's not, an entirely but different but, reason, but or not because it's use you're looking is for a different,
6: is is, is, is going to be the problem, right? You, you want to yes. know whether or not it's used is going to be dangerous yes. on children. and and yes. and
7: the reason for administering a certain treatment can render it dangerous. So, for example, if we have been amputating people's limbs for hundreds of years, if I go into a doctor and say, please cut my arm off because I don't want it anymore, and he cuts my arm off, that's medical malpractice. For you to jump in and go, we've been cutting people's arms off for hundreds of years, this is medically approved, people
3: are allowed to do this, is not... Yes, absolutely. And Lance's retort is so unbelievably stupid, I have to play it for you.
6: So what you're describing is called BIID, Body Identity uh, Disorder. Mm-hmm. I, I forget how it's spelled. Um, it is a real phenomenon. Yes, it's ex- it's extremely rare, but we know enough about it at this point to know that people will seek out to get operations on the black market if they have BIID. And what we found when people do that and go to the black market to have the limb removed is that it only provides a temporary amount of relief for their condition and then it returns and they have further complications from the fact that they now have a disability and or medical complications that come from My all
3: that. Uh, yeah, Lance, there is not a huge swath Or black market for people to do unlicensed surgical amputations of people's limbs. And if there were, if there were doctors practicing medicine without a license doing something that we have banned them from being able to do, we should arrest those doctors. And guess what? You can send enough people to jail for amputating limbs unnecessarily. You won't get people amputating limbs unnecessarily. So this is not an argument that, oh, well, they'll just do it in the black market. Therefore, it's totally fine. Like, Jazz
6: Jennings
5: is sterile, right? I don't know much about Jazz
6: Jennings. Jazz Jennings. She's, she's a reality TV show, right?
5: Jazz Jennings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that Jazz isn't trans. Uh, because, That's not for us to say. Yeah. Uh, I didn't say I said I'm concerned that jazz is not trans right Mm -hmm. and the reason is jazz is dating women now right so then jazz what does it have to do with being trans well jazz would then be a biological male dating women at the age of 23 what does it have to do with being trans So it has to do with whether or not Jazz made the decision for themselves or the parent made it when they were three years old.
3: Now, the next thing that they pivot to is activists and somebody who essentially was trans as a child, Jazz Jennings, by her parents who are also trans as activists and also reality stars who profit off of Jazz's story. And the fact that the procedures had complications for jazz and one of those complications or actually two of those complications are one that jazz cannot feel any pleasure from the newly constructed genitalia really trying to clean this up so I don't get demonetized and two, jazz was sterilized because jazz was not able to go through puberty naturally. And will never have children. And that decision was made at the point of puberty blockers, which were done in and around, I think, age 12 or 13. I don't know the story exactly, so excuse me for getting it wrong. And then you have the bottom surgery that happened at age 17, so under the age of 18, which kind of signed, sealed, and delivered the deal. And Tim makes the case, and I think it's a logical case, that you should not be able to decide for a child or have a child decide for themselves under the age of eighteen, when they can't vote, they can't smoke, they can't drink, that they never want to have children, or that they can remove their reproductive capacity forever. Sex hormones have an
5: extremely high rate of sterilizing the individual, so these people can no longer reproduce. That's genocide. Right. Is, this, is this the joke you can go for? Joke? You are removing these people's ability to reproduce. Mm-hmm. And if they're a young age and they haven't had the ability, like, for instance, Jazz Jennings can never have kids. Jazz Jennings also, and this, this is probably part of your studies, can't actually feel any set, like, sexual uh, feeling of, of any kind. Do you have any idea how weird this sounds right now? Like, why, why
6: are you obsessed with a stranger's genital pleasure? That's so weird. That's so bizarre. That was very weird yourself.
3: Now, this is a totally logical and sensible point. So of course, Lance ends up retorting by trying to appeal to disgust, by trying to say, oh, well, you're talking about other people's genitals, and that's weird. And I give credit for Tim for calling him out on this.
5: And when I say this person will never have this ability, you go, how weird is that? It's weird for you to fixate on a stranger's genital pleasure. That's strange. That's so bizarre. Well, well like, she's why, why, public about it. But, that's but see, why. that's you're not making an argument right now, is my point. I'm not, I'm saying it's weird. It's not an argument. Yeah, I'm that's, just that's, like that's,
6: that's, that's an observation
5: so you're trying to make a, an appeal to emotion and an appeal to no shame. I'm, just,
6: I'm just i'm just giving you my genuine thought when you say something like that like well, that, why, it, was, that we... it was a
5: really f-ing pathetic attempt at trying why to make an we argument. talk about
6: that why, why should we discuss whether or not she has genital feeling
5: that's not important it's not she, I, that it's not in my business so let's focus then on the sterilizing of the individual Do sure. you, are you okay with that when who's sterilizing people jazz jennings is sterile why are we going back to Jazz Jenny? I don't because know, any, I don't know anything famous. about her. Because Jazz is a famous individual
6: on cable television. So if she is sterile for whatever reason, what does that have to do with me? Why, why does that concern me? Do why should I pass legislation? The sterilization to- of teenagers. This is such a weird way to frame this.
3: The topic is whether or not these procedures are something that we should allow for minors to be able to do. So obviously, we're going to talk about the negative impacts and the negative consequences of said procedures. It's not perverted to talk about these consequences. That is a deflection trying to get off the topic because Lance doesn't have a really good retort for parents being able to sign off on the sterilization of their kids underage. I mean, think about it. If we applied Lance's logic, and I believe it was mentioned briefly at some point in time throughout the course of the show, I don't know if there's a clip or anything, but don't worry about it. To female genital mutilation. Now, this is a thing that is quite prominent and a lot of people mistakenly think it's an overall Islam thing, but it's actually a specific region of Africa and some Christians in that region also practice this kind of thing. It's just there happens to be more Muslims in there, but Muslims overall don't do this as a uniform practice of female circumcision, which is often and I think more accurately referred to as female genital mutilation, which refers to the removal of the clitoris, which has ...happens to girls when they hit puberty, so in and around ages 13 and 14, in order to deny them sexual pleasure going forward. Now... I'm against this procedure. I'm not in favor of it. I think it's immoral. I think it's wrong. I think the religious or cultural reasons behind it are incredibly dubious. But to be clear, if you look at the people in this region, if you were to talk to the girls that are of a certain age, because this is tied in with the path to womenhood, they would say that they're in favor of this. But I would say that at this age, 14, 15, 13, you are not capable of understanding this Conceptually, therefore, you're not capable of making this decision. Therefore, I would not allow it. We don't allow it in the United States of America for those reasons. However, if we went based on Lance's logic then we can't ever have a conversation about this because we can never talk about genitalia procedures or the pleasure being removed from women, even if it's for insanely crazy cultural reasons that are rooted in sexism. I really wish either Tim or Ian or Seamus would have brought this specific point up, shoved it in Lance's face, and made him bite the bullet because in order to be intellectually consistent on supporting FGM because Lance would have had to do so because he says it's not anybody business and women or girls under the age of 18 prepubescent can do it by the way can make these choices for themselves at that early age
5: the journey that jazz jennings went on resulted in a complete inability to have a family and have children i think that's terrifying because jazz was not old enough to understand the implications of that jazz will never have a family jazz the the the, the genetics of jazz jennings is over That is one of the most horrifying things to me as a human being, because I think genocide is wrong, right? Why should her ability to be uh, or have reproduction function? Why should that concern you? For the same reason the Uyghur Muslims in China concern me, like human rights issues. China, for instance, has... But what if she never wants to have kids? That's something you determine for yourself later in life. Exactly. So why is it it our business? Because it's been removed before Jazz could have
3: the ability to... But again, that has
5: nothing to do with us.
3: Remember, the puberty blockers and deciding and picking your own gender and all that happens before the age that you would typically go through the general mutilation. So Lance should have no issue with it, especially since, oh, they're consenting to it because they say they want to do it because it's a big party, it's a big ceremony, and it's considered something that you do on the path to womanhood.
5: 1776's life says, what is a woman?
3: Would you like
6: me to answer that? Yeah. A woman is an adult human female.
3: Now, I'm not going to lie to you. When I first heard somebody super chat the question, what is a woman? I thought this conversation was going to go nowhere. But then Lance gives this answer, and it's so amazing, so hilarious that we have to talk about it.
5: Yeah. A woman is an adult human female. Easy enough. I agree
6: with
3: that.
5: So trans women are not women? Oh, absolutely. I would answer that. What is a woman? A woman is hot. Trans women aren't female. They're male. No, they're female. So they have female gametes and whatnot.
3: So Lance gave the answer, a woman is an adult human female, which of course flies in the face of the whole trans is movement and the idea that trans is women are women, which is things that the left likes to say. And Tim calls him out on it. And then he brings up gametes specifically. And then Lance is like, oh, let me talk about gametes. When you have the male sperm and the female egg, that makes a child. And sometimes they have different chromosomes. Oh,
6: this is actually very uh, interesting. Do you you want to talk about gametes? So in in, uh, embryonic development, uh, when you have two gametes, obviously, the sperm and the egg, they combine, right? Usually it's the twenty third chromosome, the XX or the XY, that is going to determine whether or not someone becomes a male or a female. But that's not always the case. There are exceptions to this, known as people with
3: differences of sexual development. Which is idiotically conceding the point accidentally that yes, your gametes determine your sex. That's how you get the male sperm and the female egg. But then he starts moving and pivoting off to chromosomes, which nobody brought up. And he goes into this long rant. And then Seamus brings up that nobody was talking about chromosomes. They were talking about gametes. I think
7: the, the point about like intersex or some people having chromosomes
3: that don't exactly max
7: match up with their sex is not the problem for, or is not a problem for what is termed the gender binary by the left. Mm -hmm. So I think the best way to define sex is based on, A, gametes, you know, the role a person plays in reproduction, and Tim mentioned gametes and not chromosomes. So I would define a female as someone whose reproductive anatomy is ordered towards gestation, and then a male is someone whose reproductive anatomy is ordered towards insemination. The operating in the operating phrase there is ordered towards, right? And, because and re- someone re- can have an issue with their reproductive anatomy, but it's still ordered
5: towards something. And recognizing the bimodal nature of human sex.
3: And Lance has no answer. It's an absolutely hilarious clip. He thought he was going to outsmart by redefining female, but initially, in the opening part of the conversation, he distinguished the difference between male and female gametes. Oh, this is actually very uh, interesting. Do you, do you want to talk about gametes? So... In
6: in uh, embryonic development, uh, when you have two gametes, obviously, the sperm of the egg, they combine, right? And
3: completely conceded the point. Now, there's also a laughable clip at the end of the show where they talk about whether or not sucking the trans peen is a gay act, and this is in the after show, and of course, Lance says it's straight to suck the peen. Oh, God. The, the After
5: hour show if, is wild. If you suck a trans woman's penis, is that gay? It's not, no. You're, you're sucking a woman's penis. Stop.
6: <laughs> no. That's, that's gay. Yeah, I know. Stop. I'm, I'm blowing
0: minds. <laughs>
3: hey. Look, I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. I actually am of the belief, and there is a word for this specifically, that if you're a guy, and you're specifically attracted to biological males that look incredibly female, except they got their male equipment on the bottom, then that's actually a different category from being all the way in terms of the gay category. However, from a scientific point of view, if we're talking about what homosexuality actually is, male on male sexual relations is homosexuality. Now, I don't really have an issue if you want to be a gaze or you want to be specifically into the transes. It doesn't bother me, but the facts are the facts, and I don't think we need to redefine the facts in order to make people feel more comfortable. I think we can acknowledge this. We can acknowledge that there is something unique about somebody who's attracted to specifically highly feminine-looking dudes But yeah, you're in the category of having a homosexual encounter. It's not a straight encounter by any regard. The most I will grant you, the most grace you will be given is that it's not exactly precisely the same as being attracted to a normal looking dude. But hey, those are just my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts about all these topics down in the comments below. If you liked the video, show me by leaving a like, subscribe for more content, follow me on all my social media, support me via the support links in the description of this video. This has been me talking about Lance's terrible performance on Timcast IRL. Till next time.
2: Order now